You are listening to To The Top Talk with Jamie Arrington. Thank you, Jamesy. And Jason Bailey. Bump is uh, pretty good. But the reality is... They don't know, man! I've been looking forward to To The Top Talk. You know, I have that with myself every night. Put that in your pipe and smoke it and see what you come up with. What's going on? What's happening? How you guys doing? Welcome to The Top Talk with Jamie Arrington. I'm your host, Jamie Arrington. Here with your break from all of the High Resource 5 propaganda to talk about the University of Southern Mississippi Golden Eagles. Here with me now, Southern Miss Black Ops tailgate legend Jason Bailey. Greetings and salutations. What's up? We're back here at the Bailey residence in the backyard by the pool. A little chilly tonight. we got two games going on, Southern Miss basketball and Southern Miss baseball. Um, so unfortunately, we probably won't have the complete results from those games by the time this ends. But it is a busy, busy week for Southern Miss Athletics. If you, if this is your first time listening to the show, we're available via podcast on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Our Heart Radio, and Stitcher. So be sure you look us up, give us a rating and review, tell your friends, spread the black and gold gospel. All right, so we should probably get right into it because we got a lot to talk about. Up first, Football Scoop was the first to report that Lane Kiffin is expected to hire Southern Miss defensive coordinator Tony Pecoraro for the same position at Florida Atlantic. So basically, Coach Pecoraro, who's been here for the past two years with Coach Hobson, was with him at Alcorn, is uh, joining Lane Kiffin's staff. And, you know, for the fans that haven't necessarily kept up with the happenings of Southern Miss, this is purely a financial move. Uh, I believe Coach Pecoraro made – 125000 while here at Southern Miss. Lane Kiffin has a lot more money for his staff. It's just the nature of the beast right now. But, you know, as I was, I mentioned on Twitter earlier, the defensive coordinator for Jay Hobson is a lot like the offensive coordinator for Munkin and Fedora. It, it, you can find somebody to replace them. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I, <laughs> you know, I, I've, I've gone back and forth with a few people on Twitter this week when they see that, you know, we have coaches leaving and, the only reason for anybody to do it is financial. Right. The good thing is Sutter Miss has is, is built such a tradition and such a fan base and such a really just a winning atmosphere that you don't have any problem replacing those coaches. But, yeah, I mean, get ready for the carousel. It happened. It's not like it just happens here. It's in, I know what people are saying that, you know, he's going to an FAU. We understand if he goes to a – like Fedora to Notre Dame or – or, North or Carolina. Munkin to, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. North Carolina and Munkin to uh, Tampa. But um, I get it. You see that he's moving to FAU. Well, that's when you need to dig a little bit deeper into your pockets, Eagle Club members. And, and recruit some more, man. This is what it's all about. It's, it's uh, you know, the TV money is just not there anymore. We obviously have no confidence in the leadership of the conference. We are where we are right now. We're going to have to generate some excitement. We're going to have to generate some revenue. So um, this is going to keep happening. And, and for me, I want coaches that other coaches want. I don't want anybody that's going to stuck here. I don't want anybody that looks at this as a retirement job like somebody did a few years ago. I want coaches that uh, in the position we're in right now that ultimately have ambitions to to succeed. Yeah, well, and, you know, I, th- I think one – you know, I kind of dig the fact that uh, – like I, I don't really ever want to be like the, the super rich dude. They can buy yeah. whatever you want. You throw money at it, and it just makes you better because it doesn't. So I kind of like that we're the underdog. Kind of like that we're blue collar. Um, that's part of that tradition I was talking about earlier. Um, was built off of those things. Uh, that being said, 
I don't want to be in poverty. Right. Uh, which is kind of, you know, where we are. And, 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 and we have plenty of people just within the city limits of Hattiesburg. If they just jump on board at the lowest level possible, <laughs> it, it, would, it would clear up that $2 million deficit we lost on TV. It would clear up to $700,000, you know, for the stipend every year. And, you know, plus probably have about another mill in the bank after that. So, it, anyway, it, it, it's I, – I, I have a feeling we're going to be talking about this in like 25 years, sitting in the same spot. Right. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I'll be a bitter old man well, all the way and, through. And, and we, we've always been overachievers, man. We've always – as far as the – financially, we've always been overachievers. And we'll, we'll, we're going to whoop Lane Kiffin's ass next time we see him. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just the nature of the beast. But um, he doesn't realize that. But that's what's going to happen. So, um, hey, not I, like Lane Kiffin's not going to move in like the next hour or two. Anyway, you, you know, know they, but they, they. I will say this: FAU paid him a pretty penny. He's like a what a ten year contract. Is FAU one of the teams that that charges the uh, has a higher um, as far as per your um, the school fees, the student fees, part of your tuition, a percentage of it, a higher percentage of it. Honestly, goes to athletics. Is that one? Of, I mean, cause I know Southern Miss is really low on that scale. Yeah, and people just flip out when they want to like charge like an extra hundred bucks. Honestly, I don't I'm know not, why. I'm not a hundred percent, but um, I, th- I know they have a larger endowment. So, um, you know, I, that's a that's a that's a money area. That's an area where there's a lot of money that coming and going. Yeah. Um. So anyway, anyway, it, you know, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. You know, we are who we are. We're still going to be who we are, and and we're still going to take care of business on the football field. So mm-hmm. I, and I didn't get really down about it. It's just, we need, just need to move forward. And, and if we want positive things to happen and we got something we're going to talk about in a little bit that uh, hopefully we'll, we'll continue moving uh, the university and our athletic program forward. All right. The next big news this week, your guy, Corey Robertson made an appearance at the NFL combine. Some of the, some of Corey's uh, intangibles as well as stats in the drills. He uh, measured in at 6'1", 212 pounds. That's pretty stout. His arms, 32 and 7 eighth inches. Hands, 9 and 1 eighth inches. In the 40-yard dash, he ran a 4.56. In the bench press, he had 13 reps of 225. Vertical jump, 34 inches. Broad jump, 123 inches, which was 10th out of all the receivers that participated. He did not participate in any of the agility drills. Drills. Um, including the three-cone drill, 20-yard shuttle, 60-yard shuttle. I don't know that it was Corey's best day. I don't know that he necessarily improved his stock. He was solid in the drills that he ran, but the pass-catching drills were uh, – he struggled a little bit. He had a, he um, he had some misses. He fell down on his gauntlet drill. You know, it happens. It was just – probably just got rattled. But I saw on Twitter where somebody was talking about Corey last year versus this year, and, you know, he caught – 100% of catchable passes this year. 100% as opposed <laughs> to, you know, the year before that where he didn't. So, um well, I was I was racking my brain when you were going through all that trying to think of just the flat out drops he had this year. He didn't have any. And I mean, I just couldn't I know he's my guy, but I, I couldn't I couldn't think of any right off the top of my head. And, um, and and like we said last week, I mean, there's not drills for breaking tackles. There's not yeah. drills for running people over. There's not drills for 50-50 balls. And so. honestly, I mean, and again, I'm on this side of the fence. But what what is that gauntlet drill? I, I just you're never going to be in a situation where you're doing that, right? Well, I think it's to catch reflexes. I think it's to catch you know how quick you can turn and catch, um, and and how fluid you can look doing it. And um, one thing I will say, Corey, Corey, it, he kind of made like an S curve when he was doing it. But 
you know, sometimes you want the receivers to go go after the ball, so maybe that's what he was trying to do with it. But um, regardless, go, just re- go look at the game tape. Regardless, exactly. Watch the game film. I don't know who all he spoke with while he was down there, but I do know there are several sources that reported that he did have an informal interview with the Saints. So going back to last week's show, that's something we talked mm-hmm. about. So hopefully that'll be something that comes to fruition. But I'm still waiting on your prediction. I, you know, I'm going to have to give it – it's going to get to be closer to time. We'll have to get through pro day. You can't wait until everybody else starts predicting their stuff. we got to have the Jamie Arrington prediction, just like we did for Jalen Richard. I think just like we did for Nick Mullins. Well, with Jalen, it was a little closer to Tom. Okay. It was a little closer to Tom. So Next week. I don't know about next week, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Before the end of April, obviously. I think we got like 48 days till the draft, maybe. Hey, on a different note, what episode is this for us? Do you have any idea? Well, if you start really tracking, I'm not sure what episode, but it's over two years now. Like a hundred and something? No, we, we skipped a couple months. We st- we skipped some time. Right. Well, if we get to, if we can find out, find out when that hundredth episode is, we should do something special. Okay. Unless we've already passed it, which knowing my luck, we did like tonight. <laughs> uh, I just have to go back and count, I guess. Okay. Uh oh, Dash is getting after somebody. Dash. Dash the dog. Okay. Um, I'm not positive what just happened, but I just got a text message from a buddy of mine in Meridian that watched all the Southern Miss games. My buddy Matt. All it says is freaking keys. Oh. So I'm guessing Jalen Keys must have just dropped another football. I'm not positive, but uh, it, it doesn't say via Twitter. But um, they had uh, runners on second and third, so I'm not sure how that played out. Mm. Uh, meanwhile, you know, and reading off this, I guess is irrelevant by the time people hear this. Southern Miss is up 43 to 30 on FIU. Four minutes left in the second half. Wow. So we may know the result of that by the time this ends. Um, speaking of basketball, this past week, since the airing of last week's episode, Rodney Bennett, the president of Southern Miss, and Southern Miss Athletic Director John Gilbert, they went to the Hattiesburg City Council asking for help with Reed Green Coliseum in the renovation. And the council unanimously voted to request the state legislator legislature raised the city's hotel restaurant tax by 1%. If it passes, it's going to go to a vote of the residents of Hattiesburg. It would need 60% approval to pass this coming from the Hattiesburg American. Yeah, no-brainer. For, it, for and, us, it's a no-brainer. Yeah, yeah for, for, for everybody who... You know, the people that don't like it, the people who have problems with it, I'm guessing those people don't come anyway. Right. I'm guessing those people definitely aren't Eagle Club members. Right. Um, and they don't like to have nice things, I guess. Well, I, and there's probably some that are affiliated with businesses that benefit from the amount of money that the university brings into the economy. I heard a guy calling the Heath show. Yeah. He said, I hope they do do it because then that'll just bring more business to pedal. <laughs> hey, there you go. All right, man. <laughs> you know, yeah. again, I'm just guessing that he, if you give him a roadmap, he probably couldn't find something this. So yeah. whatever, man, this thing needs to pass. People complain about the the 1%. Nobody in Hattiesburg stays in a hotel, so that, didn't, that doesn't affect you. Um, and from what I understood, I mean, I, I thought it had something to do with with shifting the 2% from the convention center. I'm not 100% on that. You know. I don't know if that's, I don't know if that's a thing or not, but um, even if it isn't, I mean, it's, 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 it's not much. It's just so Southern Miss for, it's, it's so typical casual Southern Miss guy. To complain about 1%. Well, I saw people like, oh, no more taxes and stuff like that. And I'm like, not a tax guy. 
I'm not yeah, tax guy. No, I'm not you know, either. I'm, I'm but not tax it's just guy. one of those things where uh, it's like you you got something that could really benefit the area, and you know, we if if we if you want to be in a better conference, this has to happen. Yeah, we're not going anywhere with Regan Coliseum, and, and that was one of the big knocks against us before. I mean, we got some, we got several knocks, and there's some that we can't control. But that Coliseum being as dated as it is, um, something's got to be done. Right. It's 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 just it's such a small. Um, and I'm glad we got a mayor and a city city council that are on board. It's just so minuscule. I guess yeah. I guess like 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 the outrage doesn't fit how minuscule. This one percent is well, and and two, the one percent is going to be split between the university and the um, city of Hattiesburg Parks and Recreation. So, I mean, if you like going to the parks, if you enjoy the things that they put out there, then that's something you should probably be on board with. But I know we're preaching to the choir. I know these are all Southern Miss people listening, but you know, try well, all these people can go and spread the message, spread the word, spread, keep it positive. You know, there's no reason to get if, if if there's morons out there shooting at the off at the mouth mouth breathers. You're not going to change anybody's mind by engaging with them. But you know, go out and let's just try to make this thing happen. Once once it once it comes up, oh excuse me, once it comes up for vote, that's when the real magic's going to happen. We got to get the word, and hopefully that Pine Belt Eagle Club will be in full swing by then. Yeah, as still well. waiting on my uh, email. Hopefully it'll come soon, man. <laughs> All right. Southern Miss Baseball this past weekend. They played at the Cox Invitational in Pensacola, Florida. Friday night, defeating Eastern Michigan 9-4. to Eastern Michigan scored the first four, but USM bounced back with the next nine to get the win. Then Saturday, fell late to Ohio State 9-6. to Unfortunate game that was. That was one we could have won. And then on Sunday, Golden Eagles bounced back, winning 20-4 to over Nichols State. So, you got two out of three, but boy, you sure could have had three out of three. Well, should have had three out of three. And the guy that we lost to, the, the Ohio State kid, which his name escapes me right now, but from what I understand, he's like one of the top five pitching prospects coming out this year, right? So, and, and we and we hit him. So you can hang your hat on that a little bit. And let me ask you this: Did that game? Did that Ohio State? Did you watch it? Um. Yes, I did. Yes, I okay, did. Okay, yeah. So that game reminded me so much of the last game in the regional last year against Mississippi State. Yeah. A game that we were, in my eyes, you know, I mean, clearly the better team, had the lead, uh, and then just made just uncharacteristically weird plays, dropping fly balls. Um, but hey, by the way, I knew something didn't sound right. We're we're up forty five to thirty eight with eleven thirty seven left in the second half. I don't know what four minutes. Someone must had a typo in the on Twitter. So it's gonna be tougher to make that in now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but 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 yeah, but yeah, the baseball. It was just it was just it's 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 something that that if you if we want to be elite, we're already really good. We're normally really good. We're better than it, the worst years we have. We're better than average. Our better years were. You know, pushing on a top twenty-five team, and then times like now, where we're kind of getting the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> You're right, um, and and they're keeping us in that top twenty. Most of the sites are. Um, those are games that, that that the upper echelon teams put away, and we struggle with putting those games away sometimes. Um, and this is when you start throwing in the baseball cliches where it's a long season and you're trying to find yourself as a club. You're still monkeying around with the lineup. Um, but that's something that you hope doesn't 
just keep going and you know rear its head again in uh, in some sort of post league post uh, postseason play. Oh, no doubt. Hopefully, you know, and the big thing still is you got to figure out this pitching situ- situation. I mean, it's it, it's going to be a crapshoot pretty much every game we play until we can get that together. I mean, I think our bats can hang with anybody, but and, and some of our pitching can, and some of it's got a lot of potential. It's just a matter of, of, of getting it out there and uh, making it happen. So, Golden Eagles now 8-3 and three on the season as of this recording. And you mentioned a minute ago they're still ranked. Baseball America has Southern Miss ranked 15th. The NCBWA 16th, D1 Baseball 16th, and Perfect Game 17th. So it, you know, to be eight and three and be ranked that high is really a testament to the team and and um, the way they've started the season. Well, like you said, I mean, we played three games this past weekend. We went two out of three. Right. If you can do that, you know, for the entire season, you're okay. You get a couple sweeps and you're even better. So we already got one of them. Um, but that being said, I mean, well, when, when, when you're winning and and you lose that way. Um, it, it, in my opinion, uh, that doesn't happen to elite baseball teams. And so right now, I just think we're pretty good. I would agree. On our way that. to being hopefully elite by the end of the year. I, I could, I mean, I don't see how you could argue with that. I mean, that's And pretty, like we said, hey, fair. this thing hinges kind of as weird as it sounds. Like we said last week, it kind of all hinges on Colt Smith. Get Colt Smith back, get Driver back. Hopefully, J.C. Keys can become that middle. Of the, I mean, J.C. Keys, honestly, I don't know what you think about it. I love him as a middle relief guy. I love him coming in, getting you out of an inning. He's got that slider. He's got straight over the top fastball. He can touch low 90s. He's got a 12-6 curve. I love him coming in, getting you through an inning, getting you th- uh, getting you out of an inning, through the next inning, then handing it off, kind of like Stevie Powers did all year last year. And I love Stevie Powers as a Sunday guy. How much different do things look if Colt Smith is back to his all-conference form, throwing on Saturdays, Following Sandlin on Fridays, and then you got, you know, a better than average arm on Sunday. Not to mention Walker Powell, like he's throwing tonight. We'll see how he does tonight. And, and then you throw keys in the middle of it. Get Trent Driver back. I mean, we've got pieces. Uh, they're just not all healthy pieces. So we've still got to. But before we jump the gun on um, on saying pitching is, is is why, you know, we're we might not make it to that elite status. Well, I think we got to have a full hand before we can make that call. Well, absolutely, and and two, there's been some holes in the lineup that haven't quite produced, and 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 I yeah, think Irby's just, in a funk. He is, and he'll get out of it. I mean, too he's, good a player, too good, too good a hitter, not yeah. Two. So, um, so Alabama took a two to nothing lead off of three hits uh, at the end of four. So that was what just happened. What happened? I don't know, but it just says uh, on Twitter, it says uh, Alabama takes an early two nothing lead off of three hits at the end of four. Okay. So, so the Gold Eagles taking on the Alabama Crimson Tide as we are speaking. Nick Saban threw up the first pitch. Um, big whoop. Then on this Friday, the Golden Eagles return <laughs> back to the Pete. That's Friday, um, March the 9th, taking on Georgia Southern at 6 p.m. Then on Saturday the 10th at 2 p.m. And Sunday the 11th, 3-11 at 1 p.m. Then next Wednesday night, they will be taking on the Tulane Green Wave at Tulane at 6.30 p.m. That's always a great rivalry and, you know, one I wish we played more games than just one or two a year. Okay, I got an update. Fly ball to left field. He slips down as soon as he starts in. Costs two runs and a pitching change. Gotcha. So. 
unfortunate, man. Hopefully. Fred Franklin, whenever you get a chance, coach. <laughs> Hopefully they can get it together and come back and, and defeat the Crimson Tide. We owe them from last year. All right, basketball. So, like we mentioned earlier, the Golden Eagles are playing as we speak as well. This past Saturday, the final home game of the regular season, Southern Miss comes back and defeats the Louisiana Tech Bulldogs 72-64. to They were up 40-10 to at the half, but Louisiana Tech rallied to get within two points in the final minutes, but the Golden Eagles hold on. Cortez Edwards, 15 points, five rebounds, one assist, four block, four steals, and breaks the all-time record for steals in a single season. Tyree Griffin, borderline triple-double here with one more assist and three more rebounds. He had 15 points, seven rebounds, two assists, and two blocks. So um, a great game for the Golden Eagles. I'm, it, I'm glad they were able to hold on and get that win. That's always a basketball game that you want to take care of business in. <laughs> well, I had two options that day. <laughs> I could have used my season tickets and gone to the basketball game like I do, uh, every single game, or I could have stayed at home and watched uh, Sandlin throw against Ohio State. I chose the latter, <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm keeping up with it. And I'm like, oh my goodness! First of all, like once we start, they look great for a while. We're going to win both of them. I was feeling great about myself. Um, and then we drop a couple fly balls, a couple base running errors, we give up the lead. I check the basketball score again. It's closer, but we're still winning. Ended up pulling it out um, in basketball. and So, of course, um, that's just how I roll. <laughs> but, um, anyway, super proud of those guys. So, I, I mean, I, I don't know what you thought was going to happen going into that Louisiana Tech game. Uh, I, I, I did not have high hopes. I, I didn't have high hopes. Especially after the previous Saturday where they just absolutely quit. They just right. laid down and quit. I guess UTEP. Right. Of all people. Um, so yeah, did, didn't did not did not um, think that that the doc would have those guys ready to play at all. And as much as we were on the guy, hey, he did something right this week. He yeah. got them ready to play, and not only that, they just kind of they dominated, and then they didn't choke it away. Right, <laughs> which it, is even better. It, it was you know I was getting worried there at the end because it, it kind of seemed like that could happen. But but yeah, I mean, look, Cortez Edwards, like we said, is a top five player in the league. Um, I think that Tyree Griffin, at times, he can just be an absolute magician for the point guard spot. Um, and Dominic McGee, that's that's kind of a, a, the trio of guys that we we will go as far as they will take us. Um, those three guys are are absolutely key, going to be key in this tournament, going to be key keeping them fresh somehow in a, in a close game tournament, which I guess we're going to get into how they're doing this tournament at some point with the two <laughs> courts side by side. I yeah. can't imagine with the whistle situation and all that. But anyway. Well, yeah, they played at different times, too. I don't know if it overlaps any, but the, the women's was earlier. Oh, okay. So, I don't know if that – I wonder why they got two courts, then. There are different lines in the women's or something? Uh, I'm honestly not sure, but I don't know. Hmm. Well, anyway, yeah. I mean, something to build on for next year. Like, like we said, there's one guy left. One guy, uh, D'Angelo Richardson. Just, I love watching him play. But not an intricate part of the team or offense, defense, anything. Just well, kind of a leader on and off the court. He can hit a big three every now and then. He can spell Griffin from time to time. Other than that, everybody else is coming back. And part of the reason we need this new Coliseum is so we can have this tournament in Hattiesburg where they've only lost, what, two games this year? Mm. <laughs> it's 
very good point. Um, but yeah, I was glad to see them beat Louisiana Tech. As of right now, they are taking on FIU, uh, fifty to forty-seven. Second half, eight nineteen left. So FIU catching back up a little bit. Hopefully, the Golden Eagles can rally and come back home. But man, as of right now, this stat line: Cortez Edwards, twenty-one points, six rebounds, six assists. So he's he's having an, another. What do you would you call that a Cortez game? Yeah, well, he's a he's a superstar. Just whenever he whenever he decides he wants to be, he is. He's the best player on the court when he wants to be. The winner of this game will take on number one seed Middle Tennessee State at six p.m. tomorrow. That's Thursday the eighth. So yeah, it's going to be a, a tough. You know, if you get through we this, gave one, them all they wanted though. We did at the greenhouse. We did. We sure did. So hopefully we can get some of that magic out there in Dallas. All right, Lady Eagle basketball. This past week, Lady Eagles had two games. Uh, first one defeating Western Kentucky, sixty-nine to sixty-three, and then on Saturday they fell to FIU, seventy-four to seventy. The Lady Eagles finished the regular season fifteen and fourteen, seven and nine in Conference USA. Today they played their first game in the in the um, Conference USA Lady. I was going to say Lady Eagle tournament. This Conference USA women's tournament. <laughs> the Lady Eagles fall sixty-seven to seventy-two to UTEP. They they played them pretty tight, but uh, in the end. UTEP held on to get the win, so I would imagine that'd be the end of the season yep, for the Lady Eagles. But um, the men—I don't think I mentioned their record. The men, as we speak, they finished the regular season fourteen and seventeen, seven and eleven in Conference USA. So you got to win at least three of these tournament games to hit five hundred. Um, <laughs> football this week—you know—we mentioned the departure of Coach Peck, and that's happened within the past few days. However. We had a couple of additions to the staff this week that were announced. The first one, the new cornerbacks coach, a familiar name to Southern Miss fans, Eddie Hicks, right, is coming back here to Hattiesburg. Um, Hicks is a guy that, I mean, if you've kept up with Southern Miss football for some time, you certainly remember him. Had a great run there. Um, I believe it was towards the end of the Bauer era, if I'm not mistaken. But uh, he'll be coming home. Uh, we got a couple of others as well. Brock Hayes, who – where did Hayes come from? Came from Nickel State. Got some really, really strong ties to the New Orleans area. And then we've got Les Kenning, who is a guy who's been in a lot of places. Last The past two seasons, he was the offensive coordinator at UAB. He's also been at Alabama, Mississippi State, Texas A&M, South Alabama. So bringing some experience to the coaching staff. What's he going to do? Like a last guy? I'm not sure. He's going to be an offensive. Both those last two are going to be offensive staff members, but I don't, I don't know exactly where they're going to be placed yet. I don't think there's been – I'm not sure there's been an official announcement from the school yet. So, um, I'm not sure where they're going to end up. I like seeing these Sutter Miss guys come back. Absolutely. Eddie Hicks. I, I wasn't even thinking about him. I mean, the, the ones that, that are always on the forefront of my mind are Peanut Bolden and um, Gerald McGrath. Um you know, I know there's a lot, lot more out there, but those guys. I mean, I don't know if it's just because we kind of, sort of know them. <laughs> yeah, well, you get but, but they've they've been putting in the in the time. I know Peanuts up at Arkansas now. I'm not sure where Gerald is, but um, I think he's still in Nashville, if I'm not mistaken. Okay, um, um or, or Atlanta. Stuff. I can't remember high school which stuff, was. right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, Peanuts a GA right now. I mean, and that's what you if you want. That's the thing. If you want one of these coaching positions and you're a former player. You gotta deserve it. You gotta go out. You gotta you gotta pay your dues. You gotta you gotta Lampley's another name make your is thrown around a little bit. Lampley's a guy. That could, hopefully, Lampley can get a GA spot at some point. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's one of those things. You gotta get that experience before you can get to coach this level, and you gotta be able to recruit. Mm. You know, that's a very good point. Yeah, absolutely. But hopefully, we can get some more on the staff, and hopefully, we can. You know, we get two. So by my count, we've got two spots left. 
no idea who the defensive coordinator will be, but it's it's Hop. I mean, right. whoever it is, you know, Hop's putting this thing together, so I'm not really worried about it. Also, it was announced this week that Homecoming 2018 will be Saturday, October the 20th against UTSA. Love it. So, I always love the October games. I hate this is the only one this year, but Homecoming is going to be a lot of fun. Only one October game. Only one. Only one home October game. Wow, we've got. I think we've got what, three in. What are we going to do? Just going to have to road trips. Road trips, or watch it on TV, or watch it on Facebook, or whatever. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> I'm down. Yeah, absolutely. We got Chad Dickens to bring along the fireball, and I'm 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 ready. All right, now it's a party. Let's check in here. Let's see how we're doing. Had some listens in Guatemala, I believe. We did have some listens in Guatemala this week. Hey, it, uh, shout out to the Montenegros. Also, shout out to Attack Eagle hitting us up with the gifs. <laughs> yeah, I love those week. things. That's oh, great. I love them. I, 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 I hope that. Um, <laughs> I hope people. You know, I hope people enjoy the show. Yeah, I hope people like 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 listening. Um, and I think that kind of everybody that listens and everybody that chimes in on on Facebook and Twitter and all that. You know, it, it, it's not just, it's not us. Like as Jay Moore used to say, you know, it, it ain't me as we. We've all got this same message. We got to get out there. This is just the avenue that we try to do it. Along the way, maybe you get a little bit of entertainment out of it. But I, I, I do love um, just kind of feeling the love from them, making those crazy. I don't even know how you do it. I, how do you do that? There's apps you can get. Oh, there's. A, I did the ones for baseball with that. Uh, oh, we, that's right. We fell behind. We're down 51 to 50 right now. Oh. FIU. So. So there's that. We still got six minutes, forty three seconds left. So hopefully we can put something together. What's the deal with the Alabama game? Let's see. Down two nothing. Yeah. So we're. Out, I know this game's on TV, but we're out here where we don't really have. You got a TV, but braving the elements. We're out here braving the elements. Let's see where we're at here. Two uh, to nothing J- on uh, a um, two two to nothing on a on a midweek game J- is even weirder. J C Keys takes the mound. Good. Still two nothing. In. Still, uh, I believe it's still two nothing. Didn't we just talk about him being middle relief? <laughs> there you go. So maybe you got this together. We'll Show's see. got some reach. It's good. Yeah, absolutely. It's gonna be weird for everybody listening when this game's over, and they're gonna be like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> "Either way." Well, I think we've pretty much covered. Is there anything we missed this week? Uh, softball defeated nationally ranked Ole Miss this week. Oh, that was solid. I know they've had anytime Wendy Hogue does anything positive. I mean, like she's such a positive person, such a good coach. I just, you know, I, I, I want nothing but the best for Wendy and her team. And when you can take down an in-state rival like Ole Miss, especially at their place, right? That's even better. And they're ranked. I mean, it's a, it's a nationally ranked team. That's a trifecta. I'm not sure. Our record's not great this year, but, um, we did take them down five to two. They're number seventeen in the country. So, huh. congratulations to Lady Eagle Softball. I get, uh, so let's shut it down. Follow us on Twitter at to the top talk. You can follow me at Jamie underscore Arrington. Jason at Bumper J Bailey. Facebook as well to the top talk. Jamie Arrington comedy. Hopefully, going to have an uh, an exciting comedy announcement for you guys coming up soon. So, I guess by the time next time we talk, the conference tournament's going to be over. Uh, we'll have another homestand in baseball. Hopefully, we'll have some football coaches going down. Uh, it's almost time for spring. It's almost time for spring football. Pro Day's coming up in a couple of weeks. I think it's on the 21st, if I'm not mistaken. So, we'll have a lot of Southern Miss stuff going When's on. When's the draft? 
The draft is in the end of April. Okay. I think April 24th, maybe. April 28th, somewhere around in there. So, we still got some time. Any word on Ito? What's the word out of Casey, Mal- Casey Martin uh, camp? <laughs> Ito has shirts for sale. I saw that. The judge? Yeah. That's the only thing I know about Ito right now. Probably won't hear anything else until pro day, I wouldn't imagine. So. Okay. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed it. We'll see you next week. If you like the show, tell your friends. If you don't like the show, tell your friends. And as always, Southern Miss to the top. Talk. Talk.